Today, we have the Kingdom of God finale. We've been on this since the 1st of June. So we've been on this series for over four months. And if you haven't listened to these messages, I'd encourage you to go to the app or the website and and download or listen to these messages because I really believe that what God had given me in this series, I, I know for a fact I'd never taught before. I mean, you know, similar scriptures and things, but not in the revelation that God had given it to me. And, and he gives me things like that for your benefit. And so I would encourage you to go back and, at different times and, and, and go over these messages and listen to them. Because throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the account that we have of Jesus' life, he taught about the kingdom. He didn't, there's a lot of things that he didn't really actually talk and teach about, but what he taught about was the kingdom. And I've shared this definition with you that the kingdom of God is the realm in which God is in dominion and his will is fulfilled. And a simpler definition is just it's God's way of thinking and doing. The kingdom of God is God's way of thinking and doing. And that kingdom in the earth is really the only kingdom that matters. Not the kingdom of the United States or the, you know, the kingdom of South Africa or the kingdom of this country or that country, you know, because the kingdom is a government. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of operating. And it's actually the only one that really matters. And, and all the, the kingdoms, we're, we're grateful and thankful for the United States of America and for the freedoms that we have to live in this great nation. But natural kingdoms have come and gone. I'll say it again. Natural kingdoms have come and gone, but the kingdom of God is here. It's here to stay. It's been here forever, and it will continue on forever. Amen? So I don't want to be a part of a kingdom that's just going to peter out after a certain period of time. I want to remain connected to the kingdom, the way of thinking that really matters in the earth. And when you understand things based on what he thinks and the way he operates, and then you learn to operate that way, man, it's a win-win. You can't lose being connected to the kingdom of God. Can you say amen to that? So Luke chapter 12, I'm just going to, all, all these verses are reviewed from the last four months, but I'm just going to give you a couple of things to think about today as, after I go over a few verses of scripture. Luke 12, 29 was our, was our main foundational scripture that we read every service. He said in verse 29, do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink or have an, or, or, or have an anxious mind. For all these things that the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you need these things. And, you know, we've, we've said, you can go back and listen to it. We talked about many different things he's talking about. He's not just talking about having something to drink and something to eat. He's talking about the cares of the world, the things that people spend most of their time striving after to try to acquire and make sure that everything in the natural is right. He's saying, your father, my heavenly father knows I have need of those things. He didn't say don't do anything. He said, seek his kingdom, his way of thinking and operating first, and then all the other things that you do will be so much easier and it'll be anxiety free. It's a promise. You seek the kingdom, his way of thinking and operating. You redevelop the way you operate in this life. Then you have a life getting and receiving and accomplishing the things that you desire. 
but free of anxiety. No pressure, no anxiety, no under the gun, no frustrated, no, you know, weeks and months and years of, 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 and seasons of being totally stressed and overcome. I mean, there's stress and pressure out there. It hits all of us at different times in different ways. But God has given us the keys to unlock the door to his way of thinking and operating so we don't have to be under that kind of pressure. Most people leave this earth prematurely because of a constant life of stress and anxiety. Most people leave here prematurely. The greatest killer on planet earth is not COVID, it's heart attacks. It's not cancer, it's heart attacks. The greatest killer on the planet is heart attacks from stress and pressure because people don't know how to seek the kingdom of God first. You seek that, you get the rest of it. One thing I like about God, <laughs> there's a lot I like about God, but there's one thing that's really overwhelming to me. He's never surprised about anything that comes into your life. And he knows everything about everything. He's there to empower you, to strengthen you, and give you what you need if you will seek Him. Can you say amen to that? So to live your life to advance the kingdom causes Him to be involved in what you're doing, and He will pour it out onto you without anxiety, as I said. If you don't seek the kingdom, and catch this and remember this, and this is kind of my final, and it's not kind of, it's my final message, so I'm bringing things to you. If you've been and listened to any of these messages, you've heard some of this before, but I want to say this again, because this is a key point. If you don't seek his kingdom, you take him out of the equation, and you're on your own. If you don't seek his way of thinking, you can't operate in his kingdom, his way of thinking and operating and doing, if you don't develop his way of thinking. Then if you do, you remove him from the equation and you're on your own. And you being on your own is dangerous. I'm talking about anybody. We were created by him in his image to think and do as he says and does. That's where the peace is. That's where the joy is, that's where the fulfillment is, that's where the prosperity is, that's where the healing is, that's where miracles manifest, that's where all manifestation of God happens when we think and operate like Him. You don't, you remove Him from the equation, and then you're on your own, and you're in a dangerous place. I've said this many times, and I'm saying it again, and, and you just... Got to work it out because I don't have time to explain myself. But God is not in charge of the planet. No. He's not in charge. It's His. It belongs to Him. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness. But He put the authority, He gave the authority to Adam, to mankind. Adam gave it away to Lucifer, who we begin to call Satan. He gave it to him. He was in control in and through people's lives for 4,000 years. Jesus came back, and he, what he was preaching was, you can't think like we thought for the last 4,000 years. you got to change the way you think. you got to think like my father is what Jesus came to preach. He came to preach the kingdom, God's way of thinking and operating. 
We've got to change the way we think. If we don't change the way we think, then we're, we're, I, I, what I'm doing, I'm coming to liberate you and set you free, but you're going to still live in bondage because your thinking's off. We can't live there. That's what he came to do is to liberate us and set us free. <clears throat> we're not good leaders of ourselves. He is. We're, to, we're the ones that have to carry out what he's already done. And he sent us the Holy Spirit to help us. We've got to do it, but we've got to do it his way. So this kingdom series has been about changing the way we think. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so just one last thought, and then I want to read a few verses to make my points for today. <clears throat> when you put the kingdom first you find out new revelation. You begin to have new understanding. Um, and it's things that you've not known in the past. So if you hear something today that doesn't make sense, well, it's because you've not known it. If you hear something from the Word when it's taught and you don't know it, it's because you didn't know it. You don't have to be threatened by the fact that, eh, you know, I don't know about all that. I had a guy tell me when I first got saved, 44 years ago, when I first got born again, I had a guy tell me not too long after that, every time you hear the word preached, say it with your mouth. I receive that word. I don't necessarily understand it, but I receive it. And if you'll receive the word and you'll spend time meditating on what was spoken, You'll go to the Word itself and let yourself see in the Word for yourself what it really says. You'll change the way you think. That's some of the best advice I ever got. And it changed, it started that day, or that season of my life, changing the way I was thinking because I brought a whole boatload of all kinds of mess into the, my relationship with God, and that's what had to change. I got born again. My spirit got born again. I was saved. But then I had to change the way I thought. You don't change the way you think, then you're a born-again person still living in bondage, and you're still in charge of yourself, and you're a horrible leader, and you're not good at it. You weren't created to be the leader of your life. He was. But you'll never, you'll never relinquish that control if you don't renew your mind. You don't change the way you think. Can you say amen? So, let's just finish this with this perspective today in, in a few verses of Scripture that I'm going to read to you. Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. Then the angel of the Lord, uh, no, then the angel said to her, this is in Luke 1, this is talking to Mary, in the beginning when the angel came to her and began to speak to her what was going to happen in her being impregnated as a virgin and, and birthing the Son of God. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, why is that such good news? 
Just take for a second here. Look, look at the government or the kingdom of the United States of America. Every time there's a new president elected in this country, the country takes a turn either left or right. And depending on who was president in the past, if you like the president in the past, and then the president that won, you don't necessarily like because of, you know, it's, it, I mean, in, in, in ours, it's either Democrat or Republican. The previous president we have was Republican. If you like the Republican president of the past, and you like the direction that the nation was moving, then you don't, then we have a new president that's a Democrat, and if you don't like the direction that that, that president is taking our country, then you can become depressed. At different times, I mean, in, since I've, uh, first president I voted for was Ronald Reagan. And um, with, when he was president, that, that was my first opportunity to vote for president. And um, since that time, I mean, there's been a shift of people. I mean, I mean, from extreme lefts and rights you know, to more in the middle, and, 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 and yet I've seen people all along just freak out. I'm talking about Christian people freaking out if their candidate didn't win. And, and I mean, getting to the point that they get so, people get so stressed out and worried and fretful over who's in office, you can't even focus on what the things that God is saying. Now, I want you to think about this. The past administration that we had, I'll take all of them since Ronald Reagan. All of them were either in office for four or eight years. So their administrations in the top position over the government or the kingdom of the United States of America came to an end. The people in office at the moment, the person in office right now, his tenure of four years or eight years will come to an end. But of this kingdom, there's no end. <laughs> and there's no ideas changing. <laughs> His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hmm? I'm telling you, it's the only kingdom that matters in the earth that's ever mattered in the earth. Again, his kingdom is the same whenever it started, which there's no beginning of his kingdom. It never actually started, it just was. <laughs> that makes your mind tilt. It's the same as it was, it's the same today, and it'll be the same tomorrow and forever. So no matter what we face in the future, no matter, and, and the future starts when? Right now. So from right now on, no matter what we face, what we, what we have to deal with, our focus has to be on the way he thinks and the way he operates and everything else will be taken care of. He, you know what? When he said he knows you have need of these things, whatever you have need of, he already knows. 
So your focus has to be on what he says is so, so that you can be on the receiving end of all that he has. And if I'm on the receiving end of all he has, then nobody can be against me. See, see, you always have to go back to the promises of God. Hear this one. This is deep. If God be for me, nobody can be against me. That was deep. (laughs) No, that's not deep. (laughs) That's really super simple. If God is for me, then nobody can be against me. No government, no leader, no this, no that, no, no person you know, threatening this or threatening my family. Nobody can be against me if God is for me. What, what does that mean then? Well, uh, uh, surely God's for me. No, you have to believe God's for you. Because then he'll lead you how to direct and, and operate in life so that you're not taken advantage of, you're not overcome. We don't, we're not overcome by evil. We overcome evil with good. You see, you see where the wisdom is in how you overcome? You, we, we, we don't just overcome because he overcame. We overcome because we have faith in the fact that he overcame. And we overcome evil with good. So, so you have to spend your life doing good. you got to know what good is. Where are you going to get that from? Him. you got to think like him. Do as he does. He said you'll overcome evil with good. Not evil for evil. That's the world's thinking. That's the system's thinking. Man, they did this to me. They hit me. I'm hitting back. No. Doesn't work that way. They treated me this way. I'm treating them that way. No. Doesn't work that way. Not with God. You say, yeah, well, so, so what does that mean, Pastor? I mean, so, so what am I supposed to do? Just this, that, and the other? I said, talk to the hand. I'm not t- it's not my idea. I'm telling you what he says. That's why, that's why I give you... One, one day I had somebody come in and said, man, you use a lot of scripture. Have to. Have to. I can't give you my opinion. I can't give you my opinion. I can't let my opinion taint what I say here. As, I mean, I can give you my opinion if my opinion lines up with what he says. And I'm giving you my flavor in how I'm delivering this word. But then you've got to take the word. You've got to make sure it says that for you. I mean... How deep is, if God is for you, nobody can be against you? How deep is that? I mean, that's pretty simple, but you've got to believe it. And then when you believe something, you act like it's so. So you're not running around like a chicken with his head cut off in fear over every little thing that's going on. No, no, no. If God's for me, this can't be, that person, this situation, no, 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 nothing can be against me. And how do I do that? I overcome whatever's coming at me with good. Everybody say, I'm good. Okay. We're good, right? Are you good? Good. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. I'm good with this. I can do this. Amen. I can overcome. I don't have to give in to the fears of this world, to this I don't have to give in to the system that's trying to convince us of all kinds of things and putting fear on us in every way. No, I seek the kingdom, his way of thinking and doing first. And then whatever he tells me to do, then that's what I'll do. 
So then you're not reaching for something and trying to accomplish something and taking up someone else's offense and, you know, getting on some bandwagon about something. No, no, no. You're doing what the kingdom says. You're doing what God says through his word. You got to work it out. You got to make sure. Isaiah 55, 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, as the heavens are higher than the earth, how far is that? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. <laughs> so if higher means better, which that's what I'm reading here, then I don't want to keep my thoughts, so I'm not going to get him to think like me. I'm going to think like him. I'll say it again. I'm not getting him to think on my level. I'm coming up to his level thinking like him. Luke 4 and verse 5. Then the devil, this is after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. He came up, the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He starts and heads for 40 days into the temptation that he, that he walked through with the enemy out for 40 days. No food, no nothing, comes out of it, and here the devil meets him. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. And what the devil said right there, that was absolutely true. Did you hear me? Adam gave him that authority. He stole it from Adam. He lied to Adam. And Adam gave it up. God never took it back, so it had, it, it had to legally go to Satan for 4,000 years until Jesus came back. And here, he's tempted. He's tempted with the kingdoms and all the fluff and all the hoopla and all the glitz and all the glory of the kingdoms of the world. And he said, I can give this to you right now. And you know what Jesus had realized? Because he spent 30 plus years at this very moment right here studying about who he was. He didn't know he was the son of God when he was born. He didn't know he was the son of God when he was five years old. He didn't know a whole lot by the time he was probably eight or nine years old. By the time he was 12, we have record, he had been in church day in, day out all of his life. And I mean, he knew some things. When his parents couldn't find him on their, on their trip to Jerusalem and they had to come back and find him, you know, they were freaked out. You know, why, why did, three days without, without you. And he said, I was in my father's house. I was doing business in my father's house. I'm telling you, he knew some things. And by the time he was 30 years old right here and he tempts him with this, you know what he knew? No, I already got it all. <laughs> now, he didn't say it like that, Okay. He spoke back the word, but he had revelation at this point. Wait a minute, what do you mean? This stuff can't do anything for me. I've got it all. You know what I'm saying today? This stuff out here, nothing out there can do anything for me. I've already got it. Because he gave it to me. We saw that through the whole series, how the kingdom of God, he gave us the keys to unlock God's way of thinking and operating in the earth, he unlocked it all for us. I don't need the fluff out there. 
I don't need all that. No, I don't need anything out there. Nothing out there can do anything for me, only him. His way of thinking and doing and operating is what matters so that out there I can enjoy it without stress. I don't care how much you have or you don't have. If you don't understand this, you're stressed. I'm going to say it again. I don't care how much you have or what you have or what you don't have. If you don't know this, you're stressed. You'll have to go make sure that that's true for you. Luke 4, and now verse 42. Now, when it was day, he departed and went to a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also because of this purpose I was sent. And he was preaching in, in the synagogues of Galilee. He had to go and what did he do? He came here. His purpose on the earth was to preach the kingdom, God's way of thinking and doing and operating. That's what his purpose was on the earth, was to preach the kingdom, God's way of thinking and operating and doing. Can you say amen? Same book of Luke, chapter 9, and I want to read a few verses of scripture here. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them, he sent his disciples, everybody say, I'm a disciple. He sent, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Verse 6, now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead, and by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the old prophets had risen again. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who's this of whom I hear such things? So he sought to see him, and the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that he had done. Then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethesda. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. When you preach about God's kingdom, his way of thinking and doing, the sick get healed. Why? Because that's his will. People that are sick, when people change the way they think, they get well in their bodies. Because you start thinking that you're the healed. You're not thinking about getting healed. You begin to receive the fact that you were healed. That's just God's way of thinking. That doesn't make sense to most people. If you've got symptoms in your body, then you're sick. You're not denying the symptoms, but you don't have to allow, the, you can deny the symptoms the right to remain in your body because of what Jesus did. That's the authority we've been given. And most people don't know that. I'm going to say it again. Most Christians don't know it. That they can reject sickness and disease in their body because of what he did. I'm not rejecting something 
and letting that know it has no right to remain in my body because of how good I am. I'm rejecting it because of what he did. That's a way of thinking of the kingdom. Same chapter, chapter 9, last passage, and verse 57. You know, it happened as they, as they journeyed, and I want you to really get a hold of this today. Now, it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Remember, the kingdom, God's way of thinking, He wants for you to be first. The excuses there, and many other excuses people have regarding what's more important in their life. What He's talking about here, I've heard many people take this passage here and talk about how, you know, Jesus was against family and he, you know, don't take care of these kind of things. And that's not what Jesus is talking about at all. You know, you know what he's really saying? You know what, what I feel like Jesus is really saying here? If you don't seek my way of thinking and doing first, you're not any good for anybody. You're not going to take care of your family in a right way. I'll just tell you this. You can be consumed with your family and your family can take advantage of you and do things that are not healthy for them to do and, and, and do all kinds of things in different ways that affect you in a negative way. But if you sought the kingdom first, then he'd, he'd show you and teach you how to be effective with your family. I'll just say this. Because of what he said, he said to seek the kingdom first. The way I see it, then I take care of my family. That's the way I see it. So you could say kingdom first, family second. Some people don't see it that way. That's the order that I see in Scripture. But yet, seeking the kingdom, when you seek the kingdom, you find out God wants your family to be first. And yet there's times when things in life take priority and you look at those things and you honor what needs to be taken care of, and it may appear like you're taking care of something over here and you're neglecting your family. But when you seek the kingdom and you're led by the Spirit, then you do the things that God wants you to do. And people, you know, what, what irritates people with that kind of thinking is that, and I've, I've heard people say this to me many times, yeah, you know, God gave us a brain, we can figure things out, we can do it on our own. No, 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 He didn't give you your brain to do that. He gave you a brain to be smarter, to read the Word, and allow the Word to show you how to seek His kingdom, His way of thinking and doing first, and then the other things that you put in priority will be the way He shows you to do it. And I'm telling you, the Word is full of it, but you've got to spend time in it. You've got to know it from the Word. It's first and foremost. He doesn't want you riddled with all kinds of excuses why you can't 
come to church, why you can't listen to the word, why you don't have time to do the things that, that relate to his way of thinking and operating. He didn't want your life riddled with all those types of excuses. And the way you get rid of the excuses is by seeking his kingdom first. Then all the other things will be added to you. I'm just telling you today, it's a glorious way to live, the kingdom living. It, it's been an honor and a joy to have this much information to bring forth on the kingdom as we have in the last little over four months. It's been a joy preaching this. And, I mean, I can say, I think Sandra said it earlier, and I can say myself, in preaching for the last four months on the kingdom of God, I'll never be the same in the way that I think about it. Just me preaching it, studying it, sharing from my heart about it, I'll never be the same with it. And that's the way it should be in our lives. You're not going to hear a series, you're not going to hear a message or hear a series, and it's going to change everything in your life. You're going to hear it, and if you do anything with it, if you take the information and do something with it, over time it'll change the way you think. But we're going to be changing for the rest of our life. When we leave this place, we're face-to-face -face with Him. Heaven's a real place, and that's your destination. For eternity with Him, we're going to continue to grow in understanding. The only difference in heaven, there's no resistance in heaven. He's in charge. <laughs> I said, He's in charge. Down here, <laughs> would you serve a God that is in control of this mess? Not my God. That's not the God I serve. He, he, he's not in control. He's not allowing all the things that are happening in the earth. It's people not knowing who they are in Him and realizing that the reason the planet is in the place and in the condition that it's in is because people don't know who they are in Him and they don't understand the authority that they've been given in the earth to implement His kingdom, His way of thinking and doing in the earth. We've been called to do that. In uh, some circles of people, this kind of teaching isn't very popular. But this kind of teaching will set you free. Where you are not living a life riddled with fear and torment and upset about everything and every, what every, every person thinks and does in the earth. It will liberate you. This kind of teaching will liberate your life position you and set you to be successful in everything that you set your hand to. Amen? Without stress. Without anxiety.